The first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Over humanity! The fires of frustration and discord are burning in Let us not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead. They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons Podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical? Yes, indeedy. This is the History Lessons Podcast for the week of August the 28th, 2023. Feel free to hashtag it, HL, the number four, TMI. If you're a modern investor seeking some historical perspective these days, my friends, welcome. You're in the right place. This week, we'll be doing the lock-in limbo and talking about Roman ruins. But first, the news. In the news this week, let's take a short look back before our history lesson, only as far back as April of this year. Now, before Easter, the 10-year Treasury yield stood at 3.3%. This week, we saw it hit the rarefied error of 4.3%. That's a full percentage point higher for you math majors. And that's a massive move in a very short time. It remains to be seen how that'll affect individual companies and the broader economy but at least one longer-term effect is already apparent. Last week, we found out that new single-family home sales increased 4.4% in July, while existing home sales declined 2.2% for the month. Sales of new homes have been trending upwards and are now 31.5% above the low reached in July of 2022. Massive. So why the difference in existing versus new builds? Well, mortgage rates are based on the aforementioned 10-year treasury. The increase in mortgage rates, currently above 7.5% for the first time since Barack Obama was the junior senator from Illinois, means the monthly payments on a new 30-year mortgage are 29% higher than two years ago. I'll say that again, 29% higher than two years ago. That takes some getting used to, but new home buyers don't have much choice. But existing homeowners do have a choice, the choice not to sell since they bought or refinanced at much lower rates before 2022. Call it mortgage lock-in limbo. Next, we'll charge the Wayback Machine and head back in time for this week's history lesson. But first, this word. Interest rates are rising, and your annuity purchased in the last decade might not be keeping up which means your financial plan may be falling behind. So if you own a deferred annuity, fixed, indexed, or variable worth more than $250,000, now is the time to review it and make sure it is doing all that it can for you and your financial plan. Let us help you keep your retirement on track. Introducing Victory Independent Planning. VIP turns complex financial matters into clear and confident solutions so you can relax and enjoy retirement whenever it arrives. Get the Annuity Review Kit now. This complimentary kit includes a variety of checklists, resources, and eBooks to review the fees, features, and flexibility, or lack thereof, 
in your current annuity contract. It will even help you assess your overall investment goals and the people who are offering you advice. Get the kit today, because you can't teach an old annuity new tricks. To learn how VIP can help you review your annuity, click on the link in the show notes or go to victoryindependentplanning.com annuity review. That's victoryindependentplanning.com annuity review. Sign up for peace of mind today. Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine and set it for the year 476 AD. Charging Wayback Machine. On August 28th, 476 AD, the father of Emperor Romulus Augustus is captured and executed by the mercenary Odysseur. Romulus was a very young figurehead on the throne, the true power having been retained by his father, Orestes, and was next sent into exile. Odysseur named himself the new ruler of Rome, and so it was that a Germanic king claimed the throne of Italy, ending the four-century empire in the place where it started, near the river Rubicon. With a barbarian ruling in Italy, the empire had well and truly crumbled, at least some historians believe so. Others will point out that the city of Constantinople and the Eastern Empire last for another seven centuries. And still others claim that the Roman Empire declined and fell even earlier when the royal line accepted Christianity, thereby putting their own divinity in doubt. Thanks a lot, Constantine. So did Rome end in 476 AD when Romulus Augustus, the last Roman emperor, was kicked to the curb? Or was it a gradual decline, like our enthusiasm the closer it gets to Monday morning? Trying to pin down the exact date of the Roman Empire's fall is like trying to decide if pineapple belongs on pizza. It's a matter of personal opinion, and you're going to make some enemies along the way. Now, if you think it's hard to tell when things started or ended in the past, try looking into the future and putting your prognostications to the test. If dating the fall of Rome is like walking through a historical minefield, then forecasting GDP and recessions is like navigating the corn maze at the county fair while blindfolded. Economists, bless their spreadsheets, are tasked with predicting the future health of an economy based on an assortment of variables that are about as fickle as a cat chasing a laser pointer. Economists peering into the murky water of future economic trends are like fortune tellers gazing into a crystal ball that's been dipped in espresso. You might see a vague shape or two, but the details... Those are as elusive as a politician's promises during election season. Thus, the fall of Rome and economic forecasting share a love for ambiguity. Historians debate whether it was internal strife, barbarian invasions, or too much lead in their wine that did the Romans in. Economists, on the other hand, argue over the significance of interest rates, government policies, and consumer confidence or the lack thereof. In both cases, Experts are plagued by the unpredictability of human behavior. And in the end, when you're trying to date the fall of the Roman Empire or you're trying to forecast economic data, one thing is clear. The world is a mysterious and unpredictable place. And friends, that's okay. No matter when the next recession starts or ends, isn't a matter of life or death. Wayback Machine disengaged, returning to the year 2023. Finally this week, we're going to break out the mailbag. You've got mail. 
This message came in via LinkedIn Messenger, and Marcus messaged me to say, quote, I can't remember where, but I did find someone who broke down the Burry puts. He's referencing our story last week on, on Michael Burry, who called the 2008 uh, housing bust. Can't remember who broke down the Burry puts. And of course, the $1.6 they reference is the ultimate value if everything goes right. He doesn't have money or leverage for $1.6 Interesting. As for the Burry sell tweet, none of what he says is for the retail or average investor. The media fashions his statements this way, but they are misread and misinterpreted, end quote. Too true. Thanks, Marcus. And then there was this. Given the story about calling the 2008 market meltdown, what was the best prognostication or market call of your career? Well, <clears throat> thanks for not asking me about my worst call, though I can put a link to my appearance on the podcast, My Worst Investment Ever, in the notes, and you can hear all about it yourself. And to be honest, this isn't really my game. I don't make predictions or try to outsmart the rest of the world because the law of averages says that it is not a sustainable strategy. And as we've already said in this episode, too much of this is subject to the unpredictability of human behavior. Indeed, if you look at some of the greatest investment minds out there, people making these prognostications all the time, it's estimated that they get things right about 48% of the time. Yeah, you would be better off flipping a coin in most cases. But anyway, uh, on July 20th, 2021, I was a guest of Layla Gullins on Fox 24 Charleston. And I said this. Are, are going to do what equity markets do. Uh, they're going to be cyclical. You're going to have good times and bad. Uh, my concern is for the folks who think that they're gaining some sort of protection from that uh, by having kind of the standard 60-40 uh, stock-to-bond portfolio they may have a lot less protection than they thought. So I would encourage them to, uh, to, to take a look at that. Since that time, the U.S. aggregate bond index has declined 13.58%, and it was down nearly 18% at its worst in October of last year. And that was the same time stocks were in the worst downturn of their most recent bear market. Ugly times indeed for conservative or moderately conservative 60-40 style investors. Pretty much nailed that one. And I hope that you did take a look at your exposure and make the tactical moves necessary to thrive in this new and wild investment landscape. Well, my fellow historians, that's all for this week. Check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor, as always, available on Amazon.com. And uh, be sure to do all the social stuff. Like it, share it, follow it. We're available on Substack, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now YouTube. So pretty much wherever you want to stream us, you can. Keep sending me messages for the mailbag. I do appreciate it. And until next week, we'll take another rollicking romp through the past and make an investment in your financial future with history lessons for the modern investor. See you next week.